Hello and welcome back to QC Uncut, uncut, unedited, uncensored conversation with local newsmakers and your number one rated podcast in the Quad Cities. I am Sean Leary, your charming and delightful host, and today I have a couple of charming and delightful guests, Joe Chanto and Jill Vancura. They are involved with Ballet Quad Cities. And um, they are going to be uh, talking about the upcoming show, Our Will to Live, which is a very unusual and interesting show. Now, Jill is a solo performer. She uh, does a solo dance uh, for Infinity. And Joe is the music consultant for the show. They're going to be talking a little bit about the show in general, as well as their own backgrounds and how they tie into Ballet Quad Cities. So, Joe, Jill, thank you so much for uh, being guests on the show. Oh, thank you. Pleasure being here. Now, um, Jill, we'll start with you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the show? And um, it's coming up this weekend. Yes. Uh, the performances are what days and what times? So it's going to be October 8th at 7.30 p.m. Um, the show is very interesting, and it's um, an honorable way to um, bring about attention to a bunch of composers that were um, they either survived or they didn't, um, and were in the camps and composed this music within the camps. Um, so it's a really great, honorable way to bring attention to these composers and these artists. So that's October 8th, 730, yes. and where is it located? Um, the Adler Theater here in downtown Davenport. How did this come about? Now, this is, again, this is kind of a, an unusual show. I don't know if anyone has ever done this before in the Quad Cities. I mean, typically you see, you know, you'll see the Nutcracker, you'll see mm -hmm. Cinderella, you'll see Beauty and the Beast, things of that nature. But um, tell us a little bit about how this was chosen and the narrative and, and what have you. Absolutely. Well, um, Jody and Courtney Lyon, um, they both had the idea, I believe, back in April of this past year. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I had sent an email uh, to Jody suggesting that for the upcoming Out of Darkness show that uh, maybe she consider doing a couple of pieces uh, where the music was composed by uh, composers who were interned at the Territz in concentration camp and then later transported to Auschwitz where they met their deaths. Uh, she thought that was an interesting idea. She spoke to Courtney and Emily about it and I think within about 20 to 30 minutes, they had all decided, we're going to make the entire program about uh, these composers. Not just a couple pieces, but the entire thing. And I thought that was great. I uh, sent them some suggestions about uh, composers, certain pieces of music that they might want to uh, check out for choreographic purposes. And uh, so they had a selection of things and you know we met also once uh, at my place and uh, reviewed a couple of more pieces of music and you know the program was made this is incredibly dark material i mean there are always dark periods in you know shows there's always you got to have can be have conflict you got to have heroes and villains and what have you but this subject matter is so weighty and it is so so dark in its reflection. Uh, what was it like dealing with that from a creative standpoint? Well, um, I I think I kind of somewhat have to take issue with 
the definition of it being a dark uh, thing. Certainly, the Holocaust is. <laughs> I was going to say the Holocaust is. You know, that's uh, you know, a subject matter doesn't get any more serious right. than that. Exactly. Uh, but ultimately, this program uh, is an inspirational program. Uh, it is one of hope, and it is uh, a program. I think that. Uh, shows very vividly that it shows the power of art, uh, the enduring uh, power of art. Uh, It is uh, every performance of these works is like a victory uh, for the composers uh, and uh, ultimately the message is that uh, love and compassion will triumph over hatred and violence, and uh, that truth will overcome lies. And uh, so, I think there's a lot to uh, a lot of positive messages that come out of this program, which is, I know, counterintuitive or perhaps paradoxical uh, to what the subject matter may seem. Uh, but that's really what this program is about. It's about uh, these people's will to live and that uh, within the most horrible circumstances, they asserted uh, that will to live. Um, There's one thing that uh, I think encapsulates the message that was written by Yosa Karas in his book Music in Teretzin. And he says, They are speaking to us. They are pointing out to us with accusing fingers the terrible consequences of moral decay. They are speaking to us about human dignity and the sacredness of life, even in the midst of unimaginable misery. They are speaking about the courage of the unbending, unyielding human spirit, and above all, through the tones of the compositions spurted out of their sorrow and anguish, they speak to us about the eternal hope for a better tomorrow. And that's, uh, that's what this program is about. It's about hope. It's about recognizing beauty and uh, the human spirit at its noblest. Um, how do you feel that this echoes the universal sentiment and kind of a, an innate seed to creative people that uh, the mode of creation is something that does transcend death, mm-hmm. that does transcend time, mm-hmm. and that that is something that is innate within all creative people, that mm-hmm. I am bringing something forth which did not exist before and may yet exist beyond me. Um, How do you feel that spirit within this show, and how do you feel that that conveys that universal feeling amongst artists? Well, you know, it's interesting that you mention that, um, uh, because one of the composers that was interned at Territson addressed that very point, and uh, he quotes Goethe, Live within the moment, live in eternity, has always revealed to me 
the enigmatic meaning of art. So, Jill? I also, the overall meaning of the specific piece that I am a soloist dancer in, um, Infinity, is about recognizing something and then um, in turn those tears will forever be shed but the recognition of that will in turn allow for a space for change and growth from whatever mm-hmm. um, whatever may be so there is a general term in that um, and just about the infinite tears that have and will be shed um, and that's that's been an interesting process for me um, and especially being in the choreographic process and also wanting to be um, accurate and respectful um, in that process and taking taking a piece of physical artwork um, that we're using um, from Eve Wilbur. She was she's a sixth grader. Um, she entered a piece of artwork into a Holocaust visual arts contest, and um, that's kind of what sparked the idea for the piece. Um, and it's just really about bringing that to life to life with movement um, and being accurate with that and also making yet another piece of art to reflect um, that overall idea that recognition is important and it can't just be um, ignored. We have to keep talking about this and bringing forth um, awareness for issues like this and situations like this. As a dancer, you're using your body as an instrument to Mm -hmm. convey the emotions, the intellectual side, the the plot line of the show what was it like for you given the intertwining of the emotional the intellectual the physical as a dancer to embody these moments and this time in history and to bring that forth how taxing was that upon you how emotionally um challenging was that for you Absolutely. Um, It is extremely taxing, and it is, I feel as an artist, it is somewhat of a duty for us to take on these taxing roles as much as we do anything else. Um, Of course, there are times where, you know, you have to separate yourself from your art and remove yourself and, you know, become one with yourself again, Um, because every time you walk into the studio, you know, that's on the forefront of your mind is this taxing uh, duty that we have. And um, especially with this program, you know, there is a little bit of contrast with some of uh, the pieces. Some of them are a little bit more hopeful and uplifting. um, And some of them are extremely reflective of the strife and the means of survival. And um, I think overall also dealing with that contrast in the studio was Um, yes, a relief, but also extremely challenging, you know, because you are remembering that the underlining of all of this is the Holocaust and is um, an intense topic. Um, And being able to go about the more uplifting pieces in the same way that you go about um, the things that are really pushing the envelope. And um, that absolutely is taxing, but I also think there is beauty in the challenge and um, it brings forth the ability to also see the streamlining of hope that um, that the audience, I think, will relate to, and um, I think that will shine through to the audience, abs- absolutely. So, um, There's always that old saying, those who um, ignore history are doomed to repeat it, mm-hmm. and then nowadays it also seems as if those who revise and um, selectively 
ignore history uh, also set the stage for them repeating such. Uh, we see some of that happening today with echoes of certain fascistic feelings, sentiments, um, rising um, biases, bigotries, things of that nature, becoming more of a part of our world and seeping into a culture that in most ways is actually evolving for the positive. How do you feel this show addresses the current situation in regard to that and in some ways that uh, sadly tenacious grasp upon ideas that are outmoded and based upon fear and hatred? Well, I think it's extremely important that everybody understand uh, that the Holocaust was not a singular event, uh, was not something that just happened in a vacuum, and it's, it's over and done, and we don't have to worry about such things happening again. Uh, we do, unfortunately. All of the forces that led to the Holocaust are very unfortunately still very much present uh, in these horrible idiotic ideas uh, are they're around and there are still people that for some reason subscribe to them uh, so this program uh, it's a work of art it is a memorial uh, but it is also in its way uh, a warning and a wake-up call uh, people have to be aware of these forces of bigotry, of hatred, and where they can lead to. And we have to resist and reject them at every turn. We have to recognize them for what they are. And, yeah, go ahead, Jill. I mean, I would absolutely agree with that, and that all, you know, ties into exactly what Infinity is about. I mean, mm -hmm. the importance of recognition um, leads to growth and leads to change. And the only way that we can be able to have that change is to do things like this, to have performances like this. And um, I think going about it in an artistic manner is also something that will speak to a lot of people. Um, and it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity um, for all of us here to also be a part of it and have this time to collaboratively um, full force go into this and again it is taxing and it is a challenge but um, at the same time it is necessary for change and for growth so um, I feel honored to be a part of this program and um, to be in, in the position that I am to um, use my my training and my artistry to um, bring forth a light to um, a situation that uh, I think otherwise wouldn't be as um, recognized, as um, educated on as it should be. So, What's the spirit and camaraderie been like among the dancers? I know in each show there's a bond that forms Absolutely. between all the performers. What has it been like in particular for a show of this nature and this, this singular? Um, I, overall, here we are very... Um, familial we all get along and it, it that's kind of something that's um beautiful about being in a smaller company is that you know and in a smaller areas you definitely get to um a point of family and that camarader camaraderie 
uh, regardless of anything we're doing. Um, but it has been interesting in terms of um, who you're dancing with in each piece um, and uh, the kind of interaction that you're having with a dancer in certain moments, given what piece you're in. So, um, and kind of like locking a new layer of um, interaction that maybe you haven't had with them before. Um, so that's been really interesting, um, as well as just finding new movement um, in our bodies that feels appropriate and um, works together um, for the message that we're trying to convey um, and kind of really putting our heads together for things like that. Um, it's helped us grow um, and, you know, just unlocked us emotionally on a deeper level together. Um, and I do think overall um, we all have at times felt um, a weight that, um, you know, we don't want to go about this in the wrong way and we really want to put our heads together and really get our message across and I think we've all done that successfully um, but you know it is it is very stressful at times and um, yeah I just feel I feel like we've all kind of been given this new responsibility that um, we really we really wanted to get right so that's been really nice having all of us to be able to you know, encourage each other and um, put that forth properly. Um, how do you feel being a part of this show fits into your own creative lives and legacies? Um, well, for me, um, growing up, I'm not originally from the Quad Cities. I'm from New York, and um, I recall learning about the Holocaust in eighth grade, and it was a big deal because we, on the East Coast, we do the Washington, D.C. trip when we're younger. Um, so I got to visit the Holocaust Museum. A lot of education was surrounded um, and geared towards that. Um, so, you know, when you're learning about it at 13, um, it is a very heavy topic, and um, then it just, you know, from the World War II section, then, you know, you get older, you go through high school, it's like brushed upon, and, you know, then I went to college. Um, so for me, um, creatively, it's been challenging because I feel like, yes, I've had proper education, but I f also feel like in school, in, overall, in general, I um, just kind of took it as another lesson. Um, and I've always been an artist, and um, I've always had a creative mind, um, but I've never thought, you know, just walking my day-to-day -day life to put those two things together, to put um, this opportunity to bring awareness with my creative side um, together. So I've had that opportunity now, um, and I feel more confident going forward um, with more topics that are a little bit more choppy and a little bit more um, challenging. I feel like I have the tool belt now to um, kind of go about that and, you know, it's unlocked a new door of ideas for me um, for the future of things that I feel I am capable of attacking head on. So. Yeah, for me, I'm, uh, I've always been uh, very interested in the Holocaust and, and what led to it. It's uh, just such a, such a strange uh, thing that happened that the land of Bach, Beethoven, 
Brahms 